0: And welcome into the Star Wars Legends Lounge, the show that celebrates the books from Star Wars Legends. I'm Aaron Motes. It's the second New Jedi Order Primer episode, featuring Jaina and Jason Solo, and their friends, Lobaka and Tanel Ka. The first Primer episode featured the first five stories in the Young Jedi Knight series, but I completely forgot that the story arc stretched over the first six books. My bad. So, today's episode will wrap up the Young Jedi Knight's first story arc, and then cover the series' second arc, which also takes place over five books. Let's go! (music) The Shadow Academy storyline concludes in Jedi Under Siege. The second Imperium arrives at Yavin 4 and attacks Luke Skywalker's Jedi Academy. The Imperials deactivate the Academy's shield generator and launch a two prong attack. Jaina and Jason's friend Zek lands a group of dark side acolytes in the jungle to sneak up on the Academy, while the Knight sister, Tamith Kai, directs the aerial assault from a massive hovering battle platform. Luke tries to call the New Republic for help, but Bracchus uses the Shadow Academy's powerful communication dampeners to block communications. Luke splits up the young Jedi Knights. He sends Jaina to fix the shield generator, while Lobaca and Tanel Ka attack the battle platform. Finally, he orders Jason and the cargo pilot, Peckham, to try and fly through the orbital blockade and try to get a message to Coruscant. As the young Jedi Knights head off on their assignments, Luke receives a message from Brachus, requesting to meet, alone, away from the Jedi Temple. Loi and Tanel Ka confront a group of Dark Jedi en route to Tamith Kai's landing platform. The two young Jedi take to the trees, getting the drop on the Dark Acolytes before climbing up to the hovering platform. Tanel Ka challenges Tamith Kai while Loey sabotages the platform. The two Jedi leap to safety as the platform plunges into the river, taking Tamith Kai down with it. Jaina makes it to the damaged shield generator when she's confronted by her former friend Zek. Jaina pleads with Zek to stop the attack. The Dark Jedi is conflicted. He's angry with Jaina and Jason, but he doesn't want to hurt them. Zek runs off toward the temple with Jaina in hot pursuit. Jason and Peckham make it past the blockade and send the distress call. It's not picked up by Coruscant, but it is received by Lando Calrissian at Gem Diver Station on the gas giant Yavin. Lando sends his security forces to help the Jedi. Meanwhile, Luke and Brachus meet at one of the smaller Masasi temples away from the academy. Luke tries to reason with Brachus, to get his former student to turn away from the dark side. But Brachus laughs at the Jedi Master. It's the end of the Jedi, Brachus says. The Emperor is reborn. He attacks, but Luke easily turns Brachus away. Brachus flees, but as he returns to the Shadow Academy, Brachus witnesses Lando's security forces overwhelm his TIE fighters and the battle platforms plunge into the river. Bracchus pleads for the Emperor to help, but it's an illusion. There is no Emperor reborn, just four of his Imperial guardsmen who have been faking his existence. Enraged, Bracchus triggers the self-destruct on the Shadowed Academy, destroying it. The saga ends at the crumbling Jedi Temple. Zek surrenders and apologizes to Luke and his friends. Luke accepts the apology and offers to allow Zek to remain at the Jedi Temple while he tries to make amends for his crimes. The next story arc for the Young Jedi Knights is the fall of the Diversity Alliance. That arc begins with the book Shards of Alderaan. The father of Raynar Thal, one of the Young Jedi Knight's classmates, has disappeared. Bornenthal was scheduled to have a business meeting with Nola Tarkona, the Twi'lek leader of the Diversity Alliance, but he never arrived. Tarkona puts a price on Thal's head so high that all the top bounty hunters in the galaxy start looking for him. Zek also decides to become a bounty hunter. He tells Luke and his young Jedi friends that he can't stay at the Academy. He feels too guilty about leading the Shadow Academy's assault on Yavin 4. Luke tells Zek he understands. He offers the young man his best wishes, but tells Zek he's free to return to the Academy if he changes his mind. Meanwhile, Jason and Jaina want to get a special present for their mother's birthday, and Jaina has a great idea, to go to the Alderaan system and get a piece of the planet's core for Leia. The other young Jedi Knights think it's a great idea. They head off to Alderaan and take Raynar with them to try and take his mind off of his father's disappearance. They find a part of the dense metallic core in the remains of the planet, and excavate a piece for their mother. As the young Jedi start to return to Yavin 4, they're stopped by Boba Fett. The bounty hunter is looking for Bornan Thal, and thinks Raynar may have information. Sadly, the younger Thal does not. The young Jedi escape Boba Fett thanks to some fancy flying by Jaina and a little help from Zek. They return to Yavin 4 and present Leia with the small piece of Alderaan. Of course, she's touched by the twins' gift. The story continues in Diversity Alliance. While almost every bounty hunter in the galaxy continues to look for Born and Thal, Zek decides to start building his bounty hunting credentials. He takes a job looking for an information broker named Fontarot. It turns out Fontarat was supposed to deliver a package to Bornan Thal before Thal's scheduled meeting with Nola Tarkona. Zek hopes that finding Fontarat might lead to Thal and a huge payday. Meanwhile, Raynar invites the young Jedi Knights along as he meets with his mother and his uncle. Raynar's mother is in mourning for his father, but she hasn't given up hope that Bornin will be found. Raynar's uncle Tycho, however, says his brother most likely made a bad business deal and was too embarrassed to return. Tycho says Bornin was supposed to meet with an alien named Fontarot on the planet Quar, but nobody knows if he ever made the meeting. Jaina and Jason decide to investigate and convince the other young Jedi Knights to head off to Quar with them. Meanwhile, Zek discovers that Fonterot was last seen heading to the small human colony of Gramalin. When Zek arrives at the colony, he finds all the humans wiped out, killed by a fast-moving plague. He also finds Fontarat in the colony jail. It doesn't look like the alien was killed by the plague, however. It looks like Fontarat died of starvation. In his cell, Zek finds a cube. He plays the message and listens to Fonterot's confession. Nola Tarcona hired Fonterat to find... A secret imperial storehouse, one that specialized in biological weapons. The Diversity Alliance wants a plague that will wipe out the humans of the galaxy. Fontarot delivered the location to Born and Thal on Quar, but Thal refused to deliver it to Nola Tarcona and went into hiding. Little did Fontarot know, but Tarcona already had a small sample of the plague. She infected his shipments of supplies to Gramelin. When the humans on the colony started getting sick, they arrested Fonterot. Of course, the plague killed all the humans in the colony, leaving Fonterot alone to slowly die in his cell. The young Jedi Knights arrive on Quar and investigate the area where Bornanthal was last seen. Suddenly, they're attacked by combat arachnids, huge bugs bred for war. They hear a roar, and a huge Wookiee jumps down from an overhanging rock and fires on the bugs. It's Rabba Kish, Loe's friend they thought was killed during her coming-of-age trial on Kashik. Rabba helps fight off the bugs and leads the young Jedi to safety. That night, she tells Loi she was injured during her ritual and failed. Rabba says she was too embarrassed to return home, so she snuck aboard a transport and left Kashyyyk. Eventually, she joined the Diversity Alliance, hoping to make a difference in the galaxy. When Loey asks about the organization, Rabba says the Diversity Alliance is dedicated to helping all alien species to throw off human oppression. Loey convinces Rabba to return to Kashyyyk with him, at least to let her parents and loved ones know she's alive. Rabba agrees. As the other young Jedi Knights prepare to leave Quar, Tycho Thull arrives. He decided to follow Raynar to look for Bornin. But Tycho isn't alone. He's been followed by a group of assassin droids led by IG-88. The droids chase the group into some caves and right into a group of combat arachnids. A battle ensues between the bugs and the droids. In the end, the bugs are killed, most of the droids are destroyed, and IG-88 grabs Tycho Thull and flees. The story continues in the book Delusions of Grandeur. Rabba returns with Loi to Kashyyyk, she meets with her family and Loi's sister, Sira. The Wookiees are ecstatic that Rabba is alive, but she says she can't stay. She must return to the Diversity Alliance, and she convinces Loi and Sira to join her. Back on Yavin 4, the young Jedi Knights console Raynar. Not only is his father still missing, but now his uncle is too. But the boy is determined to help his family. Reynard decides to take over his uncle's droid factory on Mechas 3 to keep it running until Tycho Thul is found. The young Jedi Knights accompany Reynard to Mechas 3 where they find a fully automated factory with no living workers whatsoever. The group heads to his uncle's office when they meet IG-88. They're trapped, but just as they're convinced the assassin droid is going to kill them, Tycho appears and orders IG-88 to stand down. What's going on, Uncle? Reynard demands. It's simple, says Tycho. I faked my own abduction in hopes of luring Bornin out of hiding. Obviously, it didn't work. On Ryloth, Loey doesn't like what he sees from the Diversity Alliance. Yes, some humans have treated the aliens of the galaxy terribly, but not all of them, and not his friends. He tries to get Rabba and Sira to leave Ryloth with him, but they refuse. They believe the Diversity Alliance is simply a political organization dedicated to improving the lives of the aliens of the galaxy. They have no idea what Nola Tarcona is really planning. To wipe out all the humans. The fourth book in the story is called Jedi Bounty. Back on Yavin 4, Zek arrives and tells Jaina and Jason what he's learned from Fontarot's confession. The Diversity Alliance isn't a political group, but a terrorist organization. The young Jedi Knights decide to head to Ryloth to try and rescue their Wookiee friends, while Luke Skywalker decides to head to Coruscant to speak with Leia. When our heroes arrive on Ryloth, they discover a harsh planet, one whose rotation matches its revolution around its star. The daytime side of Ryloth remains boiling hot, while the night side remains in infinite, frozen darkness. The only habitable zone is a sliver of land that remains in twilight. The Diversity Alliance has set up its compound in the far north, and the young Jedi Knights try to sneak in. They're soon caught and brought before Nola Tarkona. She orders their deaths, but they escape. The young Jedi Knights are forced to split up. Jaina and Raynar escape out into the day side of the planet, while Jason and Tanel Ka flee into the freezing night. When Zek hears about Jaina and Jason's plans, he contacts Luke. The young Jedi are going to need help. Luke agrees and heads off with Zek to save the young Jedi Knights. Jaina and Radar struggle against the blistering heat, trying to climb up the cliffs and return to Ryloth's Twilight Zone. They're pursued by members of the Diversity Alliance and attacked, but Jaina and Raynar fight back, knocking their attackers off the cliffs and down into the lava flows below. On the night side, Jason and Tanel Ka slowly trudge up the snow-covered cliffs, trying to get back to the habitable zone. Along the way, they find a Twi'lek named Kerr, an exile who was banished to the frozen wasteland by Nola Tarkona. The two take Kerr in tow and continue their slow climb. Luke and Zek arrive at Ryloth and use the Force to sense the young Jedi Knights. They rescue them from the cliffs and fly back to Yavin 4 for medical treatment. The story arc ends in the fifth book, called The Emperor's Plague. Zek discovers and Thal in hiding, but instead of collecting the bounty, decides to help Bornen try to destroy the Emperor's storehouse containing the human plague. Jason, Jaina, Tanelka and Raynar agree to join them. Bornenthal reveals the location of the storehouse he got from Fantarat, and the group heads out on their mission. But little do they know, Boba Fett has also discovered the location of the storehouse. The bounty hunter sells the information to Nola Tarkona, giving the Diversity Alliance leader the key to destroying all the humans in the galaxy. The two groups arrive at the storehouse at about the same time, when an asteroid hidden in an unnamed system. Our heroes find Loi and Sira in one of the asteroids' loading docks and tell them what Nola Tarcona is really up to. Jaina, Jason, Loe, and Tanel Ka set off to set explosives around the asteroid, while Zek, Bornin, and Raynar head after Nola Tarcona. Unfortunately, they're too late. They find her in the biological weapons lab. And not only does she have the plague that will destroy the humans, Tarcona is taking other bioweapons as well, ones that will allow her to hold the entire galaxy hostage. Courageously, Borne and Thal enters the lab to stop Nola Tarcona. The two fight, breaking open most of the vials holding the various plagues. Bornen dies, but he stops Nola from getting any of the human plague out of the lab. The story ends with the young Jedi Knights blowing up the asteroid, destroying the weapons lab, and ending the threat of the Diversity Alliance. Thanks for listening to this second mini-episode of the Star Wars Legends Lounge, as we get you primed for the New Jedi Order series beginning on April 14th. If you'd like to contact the Star Wars Legends Lounge, you can email me at swlegendslounge at gmail.com, or send me a tweet at legendslounge1. Until next time, I'm Aaron Motes. May the Force be with you. And remember... There's always a bit of truth in legends.